Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Did you know you can listen to the recording of this podcast live? As it happens, visit tunein.alphageekradio.com to learn how. Mr. Wolf, dispatch a subspace message to Admiral Hanson. We have engaged Shrekcast. Welcome to TrekCast, the number one rated Star Trek podcast. I am your co-host, David Thomas Ivey. With me as always... The other co-host, Darren Benjamin. <laughs> hey, what a week this has been. Yeah, tell me about it. It's like, what's this Star Wars thing that everybody's talking about? <laughs> Holy smokes, man. The whole internet's on fire right now. I've read that it was played 88 million times in one day or something like you that. You know what? I am going to right now, mm-hmm. I am going to, I'm going to have, I have an exclusive. Yeah. When I saw the trailer on YouTube, it was 311 views. Really? Yes. Wow. It's funny. My, my friend Noah, who's uh he's a big Disney guy and he's a Facebook friend and he, he posted it. And I must have just been right there, and I went, and I was like, how could this only have 311 views? Was it the official one? It was the official trailer. Wow. Full high def, the whole thing. It's the one that, yeah, it's got like 80 million or whatever now. That's crazy. I saw it with 311. So only 310 people saw it before I did on YouTube. I'll one-up you. I I watched it live, the live stream. It's, on it's, StarWars.com. Oh, okay. The um, I watched the footage. Of, anyway, if you didn't notice, uh, uh, Star Trek celebrate, uh, Star Wars celebration happened. <laughs> You got your streams crossed. Now. I know, yeah. The, the um, happened on last weekend. You yes. went, yes, I did. Um, and the the internet's just ablaze with that. So it's you know what I I've always wanted to go to celebration, right? and uh, I went, and it was a blast. It it did seem like it would be the only awesome. thing that I would say is that um, everything that I would say about celebration is is you would say lines and then cool stuff, more lines. Uh, cool stuff. More, more, more oh, lines. Yeah. Cool stuff. If you wanted to do anything, you had to wait in like a three hour line. That see, I, and I, I, I'll say right there and then I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done it. Like it <laughs> was absolutely horrible that, really? in that sense. Really? But I mean, it was still cool just to hang out with that many nerds. Well, you know? I guess if you got that many people together and they all want to see Mark Hamill or they all want to see Carrie Fisher or they all want to see JJ Abrams or whatever it is, it's like there's going to be 50,000 people yeah. that want to go in to see that. Um, there was this really cool booth, uh, Battlefront. 
Star Wars oh, Battlefront. I've heard some bad things about Battlefront. Well, though. just the only thing that sucks about it is, is there's no campaign. It's just simply a multiplayer game. Which is that's kind of that, that's kind of bad. And yeah. it's funny. There were, there were, I was reading some articles about it, where it's like this is already a step backwards from the one that was came out in 2005, Battlefront mm-hmm. Two, which was amazing for PlayStation Two. No, I mean don't get me wrong, it looks amazing. Oh no, it looks great. But apparently they're just wrapped a shooter in a Star Trek thing and they're like yeah. oh it's not but yeah no campaign i'm gonna press your streams again yeah <laughs> <Star Trek. laughs> um i can't help it it's trekcast yeah we got star trek on the brain i know well it's well let me just do this business where you are trekcast.com we are trekcast at gmail.com our facebook group is facebook.com slash group slash trekcast and i think that's the business we have shirts buy them we have amazon store go to the star trek store and then go to amazon and buy whatever you want exactly and that's about it but anyway <laughs> So I've been to the convention center, the Anaheim Convention Center for BlizzCon. Yes. And that was kind of the same thing. Like if for the price you pay to get in and we did what we normally do at conventions was just kind of walk around. Uh-huh. You don't really get your money's worth because you don't really – you have to actually stand in those lines and do that stuff to I, make it worth it. I just went in one day because uh, you know, I'm not going to pay – you know, whatever it was, eighty dollars on Saturday and sixty five dollars on, on Sunday. Okay, that's yeah. That's, the whole thing sold out. Really? To be honest with you, I couldn't get tickets for Saturday because it sold out. Oh wow! And then Sunday sold out, but I got tickets before that. But I'm glad I did not go all four days because I would have just been pissed. Right, just waiting in line all day yeah. long. Yeah, Ugh. and I'm not that much of you know. I love. I'm more of a um, fan than a fanatic. Okay. So I won't stand in the lines. You're a supporter, as they say in England. And I'm yeah, I'm actually a, uh, a fan of the fans, so I enjoy hanging out with the people. And, okay. You know, I, I could care less of meeting. I could care less to meet Mark Hamill. Me you know, too. We've talked about it many times. Yeah. Like the same with Marina Search. I want Luke Skywalker to be Luke Skywalker. I don't want him to be anybody else. Right. Yeah, because he goes on stage. He starts talking about you know. Well, I've been doing. And we don't care what you've been doing. You're Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just talk about the Force. We Just don't tell me hear. you use the Force and yeah. talk about how your hand got chopped off. And, and I and, and I, I get into trouble when I say that. But I say that about the Star Trek people too. It's like, I'm sure Michael Dorn's a great guy, but I don't want, I don't care about Michael Dorn. Yeah. I, I want to talk to Worf. It, it kills me that the fact that he's a vegetarian and you know, he's Worf. He should be like chewing on, you he's know. a vegetarian. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of a, that's kind of a bummer, isn't it? Yeah. You know, in real life, Aww. but Worf, you know, you, you imagine him and his sharpened teeth, you yeah, know, just I don't on. think he doesn't even cook his food. Well, he does, <laughs> but look like, at he's raised by humans, raised but. by humans. Yes. Oh, the, your dead re- replicated bird meat. <laughs> but I really, I don't know. Well, anyway, so I know they announced the, so the Star Wars trailers out. It looks good. I was, I was kind of like, I was like, Hey, that's, that's really good. Wasn't that cool? Like there's like, we have to talk about it. I mean, obviously right. we're a Star Trek podcast, but we're going to be talking about it. Well, Star yeah, Wars you can't time. ignore the, there's an elephant in the room. I mean, yeah. So, uh, there's a that, Bantha in the room. <laughs> What do you think of that video I sent you? BB-8 is real. You know what? It, I liked him better because he's real, but yeah. then they still did goofy little robot stuff. And I'm like, stop with the goofy little robot stuff. But, <laughs> but whatever. He, I did like the technology involved with cool? the, the ball robot guy with the head yeah. on top. Yeah, that was kind of cool. That was I neat. can see every child in America having one of those after the movie comes uh, out. Yeah, that's cool. well, unless, you know they're going to make one. We, unless he's the new Jar Jar Binks, then no one's going to have it. And, no, unless, I, if you're, well, unless you're under four. The kids will love him. Is, is, what's the rumors of Jar Jar Binks going to be in the movie? There's no Jar Jar. <laughs> Can you imagine if the, I did see a thing that's like, "Hey, JJ, if you mess this up, you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be Jar Jar Abrams for the rest <laughs> of your life." There was uh, um, all these people standing out front of the convention center. You know, I guess because it's public space, right? Yeah, holding signs. Oh, you know, I saw God that. died for your sins. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But some guy was dressed up as a. Stormtrooper. A stormtrooper holding a sign, WWJD. Yeah. And, was, and the sign said, why, why won't Jar Jar die? <laughs> <laughs> 
And yeah, he stood next to the. Well, they were there at BlizzCon too, so it must be like an Anaheim thing. Well, the Crystal it's, Cathedral's there. There's a big community there for yeah. that stuff. But um, it looked cool. It, I saw like a recap video that Ryan showed, uh, or he put on his Facebook page, and I was like, oh, that it looked really good. Like the I've, I've been in that arena, that little that round arena thing at, mm-hmm. the, at the convention center. I guess that's where they showed the the trailer for the first yeah, time. Yeah. And the Chewy were home. P- Dude, it sounded like there was like I've never heard a rock concert that sounded like that. It yeah. was just insane. I you know what? I, that was the one scene in the trailer that I was just kind of like, eh. "Me too. Me too." I, I hate you to know, be like, I hate to piss on everybody's Cheerios, but that was the one scene I'm like, "Oh, that was whatever." It was cool. Don't give me in in you know, in the context of the movie, when the movie comes out, I'm sure it's going to be great. Right. But that, you know, just to see Han and Chewy, I was like, uh, you know, you know, I've seen. Well, I could turn on the TV. I could turn on my DVD and see Hannah Jewy all day long. Well, I've always said, and I'll say it again. Like you know, what the, the trailers and all the internet and all the leakage. I kind of don't want to know. I didn't really want to know that they were in it until I went to see it and and watch mm-hmm. it. I that would. I was hoping for the surprise when you see them in the movie. I like the whole voiceover with Luke. Luke. Uh, Luke. You know, saying uh, "Force is strong with the, yeah. my family." My father, and it shows it. the melted helmet, and then you see Luke. You know. And it's, that to me was the best scene in the trailer. There was two scenes that were stood out to me was uh, when Luke uh, touches R two D two, kind of like consoling him. You know, it looked like something bad happened. Okay, you know, you watched the trailer when, yeah, yeah, yeah. when Luke puts his hand on R two's dome, right. and you can see the hands all like ruined. I guess. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, it was a mechanical wear and, ten, wear and tear. Yeah, and then uh, when uh, the lightsaber gets handed to Leia, you don't know who they are for sure, right. but you know who they are. Okay, and did you know that that lightsaber is the lightsaber that got got lost on Bespin? Oh, so when his hand got cut off, oh really? And it fell down that chute. Yeah, that's that lightsaber. So there's a whole part of the story we have no idea, you know, oh, which really? I think is amazing. Wow, that's already wow. That's that's already too much information. I mean, <laughs> but um, so anyway, that that seemed like a big deal. I do have to say that you know, I, and in fact, I I don't know if I likened it to BlizzCon before, but you know, you go to different conventions, especially for. Uh, franchises that are alive that are still kicking, mm-hmm. it does kind of overshadow the Star Trek conventions a little bit because Star Trek is so, it's something that's kind of just we all go because we we're all friends and we all just hang out. But when there's something like this, it's exciting and new and yeah. like oh my god, it's it's really hard to compete with that. It's so alive right now. It's so the Battlefront I, coming out, the new season of Rebels coming out, the I new just, movie I coming out. I hope they do some really major announcements for Star Trek soon. You know, concerning the 50th anniversary. True. You know, and it should happen. I hopefully, my my hope is that um, well, there's two is that um, creation get loses the Star Trek license, right? And they give it to the people that run Celebration. That would be awesome. And they would do like a major Star Trek convention, you know, every couple of years, right. rather than you know tons of little ones. Yeah, no secret, we don't like creation. And uh, there yeah, our, there goes our press passes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, you know, it's funny. I was standing in line in the queue, um, to, to get inside the convention and I was standing next to this guy, started talking to him as I do, right. you know, I'm a talker and, uh, uh turned out, noticed. turned out he was a, a, a Star Wars podcast guy. Oh really? Yeah. So I, uh, we started talking and he's like, I don't know anything about Star Trek. And I was like, oh, I'm a nerd. I like everything. Oh really? So, uh, we started talking and I was like, oh, to listen to your podcast, give it, you know, let you know what oh, uh, That's cool. Yeah, it was very cool. It's funny he had a press pass though. He got it for free. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was you like, know Man. It, what's weird about it, I, 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 you know, because we were we partnered up with uh, the Forcecast for a while, and we, I was listening to them all the time. And then um, the problem is with with Star Wars. Well, now it's not a bit. Now you could be a Star Wars podcast, but mm-hmm. you know, five, you know, three years ago, what are you going to talk about? Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, it's, now granted, Star Trek's not really jumping, but we talked about it before the, the amount of hours are in Star Trek mm-hmm. as a, as opposed to the amount of hours that are in Star Wars. Star Wars is you know. Three, Three good movies, three crappy movies, and 
It was like, and no TV shows at the yeah. time. So yeah. what are you going to talk about? You know, so we could talk for days. In fact, we still, in fact, we are so on top of this. We've got topics we haven't even gotten to. We are behind on time. And we're doing this weekly now, but I think because we're doing it weekly, there's more happening. So mm-hmm. I can't even keep up on our topics. I know. We still have to do the top 10 we haven't done. We have to finish the, 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 the women, which the we're going to talk about today. Yep. But but there's so much more I don't want to there's talk about. There's also wait wait a second, Dave. We're forgetting one major major thing. We should have opened with it, but right. we'll, but uh, we didn't. Your Star Wars says, shirt. Uh, Your Star Wars shirt is throwing me off. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the the I posted on Facebook uh, the the title of the new Star Trek. Oh movie. yeah, if it is, I mean I don't see why it wouldn't be. There's been no den- official denial, so I'm gonna have to say yeah. Star Trek Beyond. Star Trek Beyond. One step beyond. Yeah. Really? Well, I like it. The, I do too. It's kind of, you know, it's just... It's ambiguous. It doesn't really mean anything. Well, again, End of Darkness didn't mean anything either. I mean, and even after you see the movie, it didn't mean anything. Because what, yeah. what did that even mean? But beyond, that that seems like it should mean something. Like, mm-hmm. are they going to go beyond their limits? And that's like, that's lame. Because uh, they're always beyond their limits. Yeah, right? I mean, they're always, they, they should be on, you know, their reaches, their furthest imagination, you know, yeah. beyond their... Beyond... As far as they've ever gone into yeah, the beyond, I don't know. What, yeah. I, who knows? You know, they're they're on their five year mission, and in the, in the original series, the five year mission was they're exploring strange new planets. Right. And, and well, and maybe that's it. Didn't we hear the rumor that this is the beginning of the five year mission? So maybe that is they're well, going. Beyond. Simon Pegg said they're going to be well into the five year mission. Oh, he did. So I think that's. Oh. Does he have something to do with writing it, or are they just talking about that? No, he's he's actually writing it. Oh, with, good. with a couple other people. Yeah, good, 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 good. Because I tr- I kind of trust Simon Pegg. I do too. Yeah, I kind of think. Wow. He's the king of the well. He has that book, King of the Nerds, or something like oh, that. Oh right, and he had that show that, that in, in England that was good. I mean, all Spaced this, is amazing. Oh yeah, Space. Yeah, it was so good. So another thing, the one episode. I think there was an episode where he uh, they have to get his dog out mm. of the pound. Right. Yeah, Chewy. Oh really? I think no. I I have to watch it. It's been it's been like three or four years since I watched it, but it, it it's like a Star Wars breakdown. It's pretty, good. it's pretty cool. We, well, he, did, he does one of the best beratings about Jar Jar Banks oh, I've that, ever heard. That kid, yeah. Oh, it's one of the best things. You the can opening YouTube it. Yeah. scene of that. Yeah, yeah, just going ballistic, and then if the camera pans down, it's like a five-year-old. <laughs> then he's screaming out about Jar Jar Banks. <laughs> you weren't there. It was special. It used to be something. Um, so last week, without me asking, you dropped off a copy of Interstellar. Yeah, I did. And, and so, and, and like a good friend would do, the next night on Thursday night, I, well, Alicia and I watched it. Yeah. So, okay. So tell me. First off, in David's own words, loved it. Yes. Loved it. Loved it. Like loved it. Yeah. Um. It wasn't like it. it I liked it. it. It gets so parallel to Gravity because it was like the you know this next mm-hmm. year or whatever, and it's not a lot of people in it. Whatever. It's it's to me it's two thousand and one meets Contact. Yeah. Which is exact. I don't know if that's how they build it, but that's exactly what it was. Now, Kinda, I, yeah. You know, for a little backstory, I'm a huge fan of Arthur C. Clarke and I've read 2001, 2010, 2061. I've seen one of my favorite movies ever is 2010, the second one. Uh huh. I love the first one. So, what I loved about this movie was A, everybody's great, whatever. It was, it was a great, it was a great movie, action packed. It was fun. But the science in it will make your head spin. Mm-hmm. But it was all real. It's all good. And what I was, after watching, I was like, wow, that was really good. And we're like, ooh, we're on a, in, in Interstellar High. That was great. But then a few days later, I started saying, I started thinking of the ramifications that movie has to future science. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Science fiction, Star Trek in general, mm-hmm. because the things they were doing in that movie, if you haven't seen it, see it. If you have, Great. I mean, and, well, I'm going to talk about it, but if, I'm not going to spoil anything about the movie. Um, the you know, you know, he dies. I don't know. <laughs> Everybody dies. Everybody dies. And, um, but that's not even a spoiler because he doesn't. And uh, anyway, but um, so but I don't think he ever does. Anyway, um, but what there, there's a scene in the movie that I think that this the most has the most ramifications for Star Trek is. Yeah. They go to they go through the black hole. They're going to go try to find habitable planets for Earth. That's basically the story of the movie. So yeah. they're going to go. They're searching planets in a different galaxy. Well, they don't go. They, they go through a wormhole first, right? To get go. to this other galaxy. And, yeah. and apparently, like uh, fifty years earlier, um, they'd already sent off like eight people to go scout out these planets mm-hmm. on the other side of the wormhole. So they so these guys, um, you know, uh, uh, Moon Tower. That guy, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, ready to go to the Moon Tower. <laughs> he goes through with uh, with hot hot pajamas. Um, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Uh-huh. She's not hard to look at. And then so and they're, and they're going to go investigate which one of these planets these other ten people have discovered and yeah. which one's best for habitable life. Whatever. That's the story. Anyway, they go to the the first one they go to is this huge giant planet uh-huh. that's kind of close to a black hole. But so anyway, they go to this planet, but they they realize when they fly down to the planet, it's a huge planet has this massive gravitational pull. But you wouldn't know it because it's so big, so it's just equal to its size. So it's yeah. it, it's a little more than we would be. They said it was like one point eight or whatever of our gravity. Yeah. But this planet's massive. So the space time you start bringing in the quantum mechanics into this and because of its proximity to the black hole time goes really slow on that planet Mm -hmm. so um when they 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 knew when they had to land on the planet that every like hour is like 20 something years or something Mm -hmm. so in our time so like holy crap okay that's and their whole point is they got to hurry up and do this and get back home to try to save humanity yeah so that's a lot of time they're gonna waste right they can't they can't be down there for three or four hours that's 60 yeah yeah yeah, it's terrible right so everybody on earth could be dead by then so they land on the planet they uh they they, they, because they they're they're following the beacon of the, the the woman who had crashed there and sent off the reports that this is a good planet anyway they land where she's supposed to be and she's not there they find her wreckage and then a big wave comes, and there's this big, exciting thing, which is amazing, by yeah, the way. Cool. That is one of the coolest uh, thing, coolest like uh, little scenes I've ever seen in my life. Anyway. They did a great episode of Voyager that dealt with the time travel like that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It was pretty so, cool. So they, they, they have to run from these waves. It's this big who thing because it's, it's kind of a water-covered planet, but it's only like a foot deep, mm-hmm. but it's covered in water, which is – that's very realistic kind of who knows what a planet's going to look mm-hmm. like, right? So they get off the planet – and you know they just, they they fight they fight these waves and they get out of there and they go back to the space station they open the door and they're like how long have we been gone and the dude who's on the space station is like twenty three years <laughs> yeah you're they're like, like he sat up there for twenty but it only you watched it in real time yeah it like took like forty five minutes or yeah. well it took like you know probably an hour or so to get down there and, and fly back up to and, and rendezvous with the ship and all the stuff it took probably a couple hours he get back there 
he's like bearded and like I've been up here 23 years waiting for you <laughs> yeah. like holy crap Michael. dude that's so crazy and then but the, the ramifications <clears throat> of that oh and then they said oh another thing that, that happened was did you find the beacon yeah she, but it, it was weird like how did we find it so easily it, she just crashed she crashed 50 years ago yeah but on that planet that was only like two hours by the mm-hmm. time we landed yeah like she just crashed yeah even though it was 50 she years ago died. she just died literally oh my god so crazy so Anyway, the mind it, is melting. Oh, I know. So if you suck all that in, so you watch the movie, you suck all that in, then you think this is this is reality. Like when you watch two thousand and one, same kind of thing, or two thousand ten, where, where space is real, relative. It's it's silent. It's silent. It's real. It it things move the way they're Very supposed to. Yeah, to humans. Anyway. Yeah, oh yeah. So when you think about Star Trek and like Data and Picard or Data and Riker and and Jordy are going to beam down to the surface of this planet. That's the kind of crap that would really happen, though. Mm-hmm. Like, they got to go, oh, no, we can't go down to that planet because time moves, like, even if only moved twice as fast instead mm-hmm. of 5,000 times as fast as this one. Like, you're going to go down there. The Enterprise, what, is going to sit up there in orbit for 14 years until you guys, you guys get back in 15 minutes? Mm-mm. That's crazy. I know. I know. But that's probably how it would happen. Talking about a five-year mission. Oh my god, it'd be five years in like twenty 25 minutes. Twenty-five-year mission. Not to mention. Now it's funny. I was. I've really tried. I've really worked this out. In fact, can you imagine that? That would make a great episode to start. Well, you know, you think about it. If you had a volunteer that was willing to go down there, you know, and they were to study this planet or whatever, right? And Starfleet comes back and picks them up. Well, the scary thing is that not even all volunteers to go down. It's volunteers that are still up in the ship. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, they, it's like they're going to have to wait for you or come back for you in 50 years. Mm-hmm. But you don't even know how long you're going to be. Oh, it's so crazy. Plus, you know, take all into account. I mean, if you beam, it's instantaneous. So you're there. You're on the surface immediately. Mm-hmm. But if you have to, like, land. So as you get closer, time's going to get slower. So you gotta, I, don't think it, I don't think there would be a way to practically beam somebody down from there. Because as you're beaming the signal the signal would get yeah the light the light from the beaming would get weird it would uh, it's, it's, see it's so strange yeah this is what i started it's, it's really getting it's really getting nerdy warning uh, warning uh, nerd <laughs> alert nerd <laughs> alert yes yeah, so, yeah we're going to we're, we're yeah it's this is a nerd alert for because okay say i've I was watching time zero and uh, data is able to set his chronological what you call it so that they can they can go back 15 seconds. Like, yeah. you know, they're, they're trying to find those weird snake people that live 15 seconds behind us or just out of phase with us. Uh-huh. So he could probably do it. But now what would be the point? You go to a planet where every hour is 23 years. Well, if you're out of sync with them and you're in still an hour time, uh-huh. they wouldn't even be moving. No. They would just be, oh, they would look like the whole society is just completely standing still. It's crazy. I mean, so it would be, it would be that. This is to the, wrap your head around that. This is, I know that's so weird. That, now, this is science fiction, mother effer. <laughs> science, bitch. Because this, I mean, this is how it would be. I feel like I need to eat some magic mushrooms to, to understand <laughs> this, man. But it's like, I mean, I'm sure if you talked to Neil deGrasse Tyson, he would, I'm sure he would, in fact, he did see his quote last week. No. Everybody's talking about Star Wars. He's like, oh, I'm more of a Star Trek guy. That's what he said. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, he really said that. That's awesome. He's like, I don't really care. I'm more of a Star I love everything. So, you know, that's just the way it is. But so I was thinking about, so yeah, random away mission, you go down, but this planet, say it's, or say it's faster. It's a smaller planet that spins quicker and what it's got a less gravitational pull. So you go down there and everything, and, and you go, you, what would you beam up before you even left? Like, Oh my God. Like the, the whole, this whole like space time dimensional, gravitational Crazy. thing gets really but that's real science though and the more we learn like that and the more we even watch movies and read books that have that in it 
So what do you think of the uh, the Tesseract? And is that the buzzword nowadays? You know, like Tesseract? I don't know what that is. Tesseract in the movie when he goes into the black hole and then uh, he's, he ejects out of the ship and then he finds himself oh, in that yeah, area. Yeah. That was the only part of the movie I wasn't crazy about. That was also very 2001, though. Yeah. Because it was, quote, I, aliens that were trying to show us a, a four a three-dimensional space that represented the actual true five dimensions that yeah. that, we, that the aliens quote unquote live in so it was and that's what the 2001 they did the same thing yeah. the aliens put him in that little room mm-hmm. that looked like a bedroom but it wasn't really because because no. you you we're like ants to them and you can't you just got to put us in a jar with a leaf because we're not going to really understand we can't wrap our heads around yeah, what's going of, on. of what's of what's out there yeah. so you kind of just put us in like a mayonnaise jar mm-hmm. with a twig and then put some holes in the top. Yeah, and yes, and, and try to explain to us what this all is because we can't we can't comprehend it. It was so weird, you know. He was in there and then he started manipulating gravity, right? Through that, because gravity. The, the the point of the movie is is gravity is um, doesn't uh, doesn't uh, adhere to the space time, you know, uh, thing. It, yeah. it's, it's, it can, it, 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 gravity exists outside of time. So you can man- manipulate gravity to work through time. That's like crazy. Like if you could figure it out, you can like, uh, you know, push a, a dinosaur over. I with would gravity. kill for an episode of Star Trek that was heavy, heavy hitting sci-fi like, that. like yeah. that. And that's what I mean. I, this might raised the bar. So we're like, you know, you, you can now it, this is what we've talked about before. Do you, do you like your science fiction, more science fantasy, like Star Wars, uh-huh. where how far is Bespin from Yavin? Who cares? It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't. It's an hour away, whatever. Who cares how far it is? Who cares about any of that business? And you know what? I don't speaking care. Of, speaking of Star Wars, just for a second, right. was, your blind, was your mind not blown when he said Jakku and not tattooing? Oh, I didn't oh. even notice that. Yeah, the desert planet. Everybody just assumes it's tattooing. Right, but it's not. it's a desert planet. Right. But it's not. It's a planet called Jakku. Oh, I didn't even... I was like, that's that's so cool. Finally, a desert planet. <laughs> they got away from Tatooine. I know Tatooine. If there's a bright center of the universe, you're in the planet as furthest from. No, you're not. <laughs> you're on Tatooine. This is like Grand Central Station. Everything in the world, everything in the universe happens on this stupid yeah. rock. Are yep. you kidding me? Brightest, <laughs> furthest from my ass. But anyway, um, but raising the bar like that and making, having to do... So, so like Star Star Wars to me doesn't even answer that. Screw, screw it, whatever. It's just whatever can, you can just get. You can go to light speed, whatever speed that is, and you can get to the next system. And, Spaceballs, and you go to ludicrous speed. Yeah, and you just get in the next. An hour later, you're at Alderaan or yeah. where Alderaan used to be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is Alderaan only an hour away from Tatooine? Must have been. They were just on that ship yeah, played with. There. They didn't look like they'd slept by the time they got there. They were they playing. Didn't even change their clothes. No, they were playing with the blast shield and the, and the lightsabers, and then they boom, they're there. They're both. Yep. Yep. And you don't care. BSG is kind of in the middle mm-hmm. where it had a little bit of science, but not really. I, the science in B- BSG was more like the way the ships spun and, and turned. They don't mm-hmm. turn like, because every space battle in most things, everything flies like it flies in air, mm-hmm. you know, where it swoops up and down and, you know, but it's, the space doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. BSG was cool. You could spin and spin in place and then fire back the other direction. It actually worked like space works, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool. But other than that, how far are things away? They had to jump. But how fast is a jump? Who knows? Who cares? It just got the story moving. Mm-hmm. Star Trek, on the other hand, kind of based itself in some more rooted in science. Not as crazy as 2001. Nope. Or now uh, Interstellar, Interstellar being, yeah, yeah. being in that same, that same world. 
um, or even contact for that matter, mm-hmm. you know, um, but still close to that. And these are questions that they're probably going to have to answer in the next incarnation. I can hear the executives at Paramount right now. We need to make it like Galaxy Quest funny, but the science of Interstellar. Oh, and that's like that's going to be <laughs> terrible. But <it's, laughs> I know. Well, because but well, the sad fact is, and we all know what the executives are really thinking. They're really thinking we need to make money, and yeah. whatever we do, I don't care if it's fantasy, if it's sci-fi, whatever it is. It our goal is not to make a good show. Our goal is to sell commercials well, on it, this show. And, everybody know uh, knows, and I know I, I'm assuming everybody knows that there's uh, Hollywood's very form, formulaic. Right, there's formula for everything now. It's not just about making movies for the art of making movies. It's about making money. So they use science in order to create these movies that will appeal to larger audiences and mass, mass audiences. Interstellar worked. And it, it was, you know, we, you know, we watched that. We watched that the other day with uh, enterprise with the op- opening of enterprise with perfect strangers. <laughs> right. You could, it mashed up perfectly. So that right there will tell you that it is, it is a formula. It is formulaic. You know, they make these things to be familiar and to have, that's a good point. If you if you don't know what he's talking about, there was a uh, someone posted. If you just do Star Trek Enterprise, Perfect Strangers team. If you remember yeah. Perfect Strangers with uh, Balky and 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 Larry Appleton, and and but did someone had done the opening? I think they posted on our Facebook page. Is how I found it. Yeah, and they posted it. It's they just they just put that the song for Perfect Strangers in there mm-hmm. instead of the Enterprise theme. And it works perfectly. It even syncs up at the end. It's because, yeah, it's a formula. It's mm-hmm. a two-minute opening that allow, that's perfect and the shots line up. That's the other thing with J.J. Uh, Abrams is that he is a, he's a film school student. Right. So he started out uh, like editing, I believe he started out editing Steven Spielberg's personal, personal home movies, like okay. repairing them. Oh, okay. And so, and then he worked with Kathleen Kennedy. Um, she knew him back when he was 14, but he understands the one thing he understands nostalgia. Okay. You know, if you look at any of his films, like mission impossible or star Trek for that matter, I know people are going to be like, Oh, JJ, but what he does get in there is nostalgia. He knows how to work that. Right. Which is insane. That's see, that's funny. Cause I, I remember, um, I think it was Vernon that was asking like that. He's like, Oh, you know, JJ never really made a good movie. It's like, well, yeah, I don't, I'm not a big fan of his <clears throat> except for, uh, was it eight and uh, super eight? Super eight. I thought that was great. Yeah. It was like really good. That's, that's a lo- that's a with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Love letter to 80s films and, and Steven, Steven Spielberg. Spielberg yeah, yeah. Fed, that, but it's really good. It's like, that's actually, but you know what? I don't know directing from a hole in the ground. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, honest with our audience. When people bitch about, oh, he's directing, it's going to suck. You know what? You don't know what directing is either. Mm-mm. We don't know what directing is. I don't know what directing is. I don't even know. I know that's the guy that tells you. I think he's more in charge of getting the shot. and But that's not even true because the DP is doing that. It's more yeah. about he's getting the actors to portray what they're trying to portray. Being a director of a film is essentially being a manager of 
everything. Yeah, kind of exactly. So, like, and, if you to go to a, like a Red Robin, right? You have a manager that manages everything, right? He's not the cook. No. Yeah, it's like if, if the food sucks, it's not the manager's problem. It's the cook's problem. Or it's the chef's problem back at corporate who invented the damn recipe in the first place mm-hmm. that the cook probably made perfectly. Mm-hmm. It just sucks because it's Red Robin. Yeah. So, so blaming him is like blaming Ronald McDonald if you get a bad cheeseburger. <laughs> it's like it, it's not his problem. That's not his thing. That's not what he does. You look at uh, – okay, so here's another perfect example I think. It's right. Stuart Baird who directed uh, Nemesis. Okay. And I believe he was like director of photography on Superman, the original Superman the movie. Oh, awesome! Which yeah. is a fantastic movie. Heck yeah, it is. But then you let him direct, and you or get maybe, a different outcome. Or is it directing? See, when I I look at like, and no, everybody knows I'm no fan of the, the the new Star Trek movies, but I don't. It's I don't think it's bad directing. I think it's bad writing. I just don't think it was a very good story. Mm-hmm. I don't think the movie is poorly made. It's shot well. The actors seem to be doing what they're supposed to be doing. Everything looks it, – it's not schlock. You know, it, it, it's, I'm assuming it's directed perfectly. But it's just – I'm not – the story itself, if you just sat me down and told me the story of Into Darkness, I'd go – eh, that, wasn't yeah, right. yeah, that wasn't very good. You know, so, so, I mean, but the movie itself was fine, and I think that's where – Star Trek, the TV show, uh, my only- excels because it's not really about the director at all because everyone's directed by somebody different. Same with Breaking Bad, same with Game of Thrones. It's not about the director. It's about the writing. It's the story is amazing. That story of Data's Day is killer. Mm-hmm. Is the directing good on Data's Day? And don't act like you think you might know because you don't fucking know. We know we're gonna, I don't we're even gonna know. Get a bunch of people are going to write us and be like, well, actually, I went David to, and Darren, I went to film school. This is blah, blah, blah. And this is that. I know. They're going to be like, I'm a drive, I'm an amateur director. <laughs> and whatever. But you know what? But your average Joe Schmo, we don't know what directing is. And ask yourself, is Data's Day directed well? You don't even know because I don't know. Cliff Bowl, I believe. Is it Cliff Bowl? Who knows if it's directed well? Is it lit well? I don't know. I don't care. Generation is lit well. Yeah, it is. It's overly lit. So it's overly lit, but it looks cool. <laughs> yeah. It looks cool. No, no, it does. But yeah, Data's Day or you know any though any great episode, I couldn't tell you if it's directed well. I can tell you it's written well because mm-hmm. it's a great story. And what do you remember years later is the story. I just remember in Generations Ten Ford. Remember how cool Ten Ford looked? It was a little With too sunny. Well, yeah. it had the star. They were in orbit of a star, mm-hmm. the Hobus star, or not Hobus. That's from two thousand nine. Mm. But uh, they were in. It, you know, that's how it should have looked, by the yeah. way. The big yellow light coming in, like that's, that's what I think was amazing. That was cool about that. Same thing with the uh, Star Trek 2009. The, you know, the lens flares, yes, obviously, but right. the lighting. You know, when they were around by a planet or something, it was very cool. No, no, it, and that's how it would be. You mm-hmm. know, and again, like Interstellar, when you're out in space, it's black, it's silent, mm-hmm. it's you know, it's like it's it's awful. It's it's you get too close to a planet, you start getting caught in this gravitational field, and you start having your your orbit starts degenerating. And, I uh, like what the guy said at the beginning. He's like, he tapped on the hull of the ship and he's like, it's just unnerving because there's just, you know, a couple pieces of aluminum and then nothing. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, true, true. There uh-huh. literally is nothing. Right. Imagine being in, like, someone said, okay, here's this little tin can you can sit in and we're going to put you in an oven <laughs> at, at 700 degrees. And you'll be fine in this little can. Like, could you? Would you do that? Heck, no, you wouldn't do that. But you know what? Fired in space is worse than that. It's more cold on the dark side and way hotter on the light side. And you're yeah. just in a little can that's protecting you from that. Yeah, it's crazy, nuts. But anyway, without without getting too crazy, but this is this is a conversation. We just we're got 
we just got way crazy. I know. We just nerded out big time. <laughs> That's what we do. We just nerd out. We didn't even get the word somewhere halfway through the show. Formula. So formula in Hollywood, formula. Right. So that's what they're looking at. What we need for Star Trek is somebody that understands the formula and understands Star Trek. Right, exactly. But but all but but they're not going to get hired if they don't understand economics and marketing and all the things have, that are going to yeah. they're going to bring the, the you know the, the the average moviegoer to mm-hmm. the theater. You know who understands that I think better than anybody on the planet Earth? James Cameron. Absolutely understands that better than any human being alive he got to tell the story he wanted to tell forever the titanic story yeah but yet he knew just to put in a love story at this point he knew just to put in his like one-dimensional characters like the rich asshole characters here and the like the really cool poor people here all he pulled he every he's um, the master i don't think there's anybody on planet earth better than he is or pandora yeah, it's the same thing with that. He perfect. I mean, he he just knows he how took a to, story that's as old as time and just but, put blue people in. But he but he did it fiction on it. But he he's able to market that stuff and make it perfectly. So it's so it's entertaining to, to watch, mm-hmm. and you're like, hey, that was okay. But it was massively financially successful. Oh yeah, you know. So but it, but successful not because it's Star Wars Episode One that's except that, that's it's hugely successful because of the title, <laughs> but. Avatar, there's no title there. That was huge. That's the biggest movie of all time because it was good and people liked it. Uh-huh. It wasn't because it had a name on it. It wasn't, you know, Terminator 4. It was Avatar. Who's ever heard of that? Now, Avatar 2 will be successful if it's good or not. It won't matter because people are going to go. Do you think it'll outgross this first film? No. 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 Because it's not going to be as good because it never is. And it's, cause it's not, what are the odds it's going to be The Empire Strikes Back? It's not going to be The Empire Strikes Back. I'm interested. I'm going to see it. I don't mind the first one. I can't one. wait to see Disney's. Uh, Avatar Land. Is that what they're, they're doing there? They're building it inside uh, Animal Kingdom. Really? That's yeah. smart. That's well, because Animal Kingdom, you know, is not as successful as the other parks, but you know, they have uh, um, they have dinosaurs because obviously they lived on Earth. They have animals now, and okay. so they're doing animals potentially other planets. Oh, okay, that's kind of smart. Which I think it's cool. You know what? It's, it's, if, if we ever even get to our topic today, we might just, <laughs> this might just be a nerd out topic. <laughs> Blow, yeah. yeah but, so. Um, something I, I want to ask you, something else I watched this week was, because we watched Guardians of the Galaxy about two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and then, so I have HBO now, now, and um, I watched X-Men Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's maybe the best X-Men movie. Like, I loved it. It's, it's amazing. Um, okay, so so I, here's what I need someone to break down, and I, I'm putting you on the spot. You had no idea that I'm coming at you with this. Uh-oh. But... Break it down for me what's going on here. Okay. Spider-Man is what company and that's why we'll never see him in the Avengers. Okay. And yeah, like give me give me the lowdown. What like why why are all my comics spread it? Now, before you get started, I am aware of this because being a comic kid all my life, I know there was DC and Marvel. Yeah. And that's why you never saw the Joker fight Spider-Man because yeah. they don't that's two different companies. That's all that's happening now, yeah. but just on a bigger scale. So Marvel back in the late 90s or mid 90s they had the the um, the whole crash of the whole comic book market, you know, when uh, Liefeld was back when they were doing like <laughs> you know, fifty different comic. When Liefeld killed and, killed the, the comic industry, yeah, which he kind of did. Essentially, yeah. kinda, his art is so bad it killed the comic industry. Um, um, they were they were just about to go into bankruptcy. So what happened was they um, sold the rights to a lot of their properties. So they sold the rights to um, Sony um, Spider Man. Okay, and they sold the rights to of. Uh, X-Men and Fantastic Four and a couple other properties like Daredevil and um, um, like um, what was one more Punisher. 
Okay, okay. To Fox. All right. I think Punisher went to New Line actually. Okay. But uh, so they sold and Fox owns DC. So I mean that would that's probably an easy no, one. Warner for, Brothers owns. DC. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Warner Brothers owns. DC. So what happened was they sorry sold the rights to these the things. Yeah. And when they got the rights to these things, they retained the rights to all the characters involved in those comic books, not characters that were characters that were created in those comics. Okay. So like Daredevil, Elektra. Um, Fantastic oh. Four, Silver Surfer, okay, uh, Galactus, which makes sense because Daredevil, X Men, X Men's where Punisher came from, Bullseye, it's all from Daredevil. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. So, so um, that's why now, um, obviously, these companies are going to hold on to those rights. You know, obviously, uh, Daredevil reverted back, Punisher reverted back because they, they didn't do anything with them. Um, so um, obviously, Fox and Sony are going to hold on to those. Now, uh, um, that's another thing is they just canceled uh, Fantastic Four, the comic. Okay. Because Disney says, you know, you can't create any new characters. You can only use existing characters. So they don't want to give uh, Fox anything. Because if they create a character in Fantastic Four comic, it become automatically becomes. Oh, man. That kind of ties your hand as a comic writer. Exactly. So, now, so who owns Fantastic Four? 20th Century Fox, along okay. with X-Men. Okay, so, so so you could cross those over, but those will never be in the in the Avengers universe. Not yet. So yeah, they can cross over all those all day long if they want to. They right. could do they could do that. Um, Marvel still owns the licensing to all the or the toy licensing. Okay, and and know, probably so, obviously the printed licensing. Like yeah, they can make stuff. comics. Yeah, yeah, they make comics. They can make toys. They can do whatever they want. Spider Man, they own that too. Right. So uh, um, what was I going to say? Um, so so. That in that sense, Marvel's still making all Marvel Disney's still making all the money off the licensing and stuff like that. Okay, so so uh, Disney um, bought Marvel. Yes, so Disney's that's that's Marvel. why Avengers, uh, Hulk, um, uh, uh, Captain America, uh, Thor, all that is all Disney. They can cross over. In fact, they are all yeah, over the place. Yeah, yeah exactly. But we'll never see X Men crossing over into the Infinity War like they should. Yeah, and we'll never see well, uh, Spider Man well, crossover. This, this is where it gets fuzzy. Okay. <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man or Spider-Man had the, the three great movies. They had the two amazing Spider-Man movies with uh, Garfield, which they underperformed. And uh, are they any good? Um, they're, they're all right. Okay. And so, uh, there was that big, huge Sony deal with Amy Pascal and the emails getting leaked and all this stuff happened. So, uh, um, since the Spider-Man movies weren't going so well, somehow they brokered a deal where, and I don't know, this is all closed door where, um, Disney is able to use Spider-Man in, um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, pending Sony's approval. Okay, and there's going to be some kind of profit sharing deal going on there. So, like, if Spider-Man appears in uh, 15 minutes in of the Avengers, the mm-hmm. next Avengers movie, uh, Sony will get a cut of that. Okay. Well, he'll be sense. able to appear because they've made a made a deal. Because I've seen memes and stuff where I know this is off topic with the Star Trek thing, but it, and I've seen memes where they'll show like the the new Avengers poster and it's like that's Spider Man in the background or whatever. Yeah. You know, that's like you could, you could tell it's him or yeah. whatever. And it's like, well, because and I'm and you know, and the little kid in me comes out like, well, why wouldn't he be in it? Yeah. Oh, because of corporate greed, my son. That's why. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and, well, and it's already been confirmed that Spider Man will be in um, Captain America. Civil, oh, Civil War or. Uh, Whatever, yeah, the Civil next, War, Captain, next, America, Captain America, Civil War. Okay, really? Yeah. Okay, that's good because it's like 
you know, as a, as a fan, you don't really know why and you don't care now, mm-hmm. you know, and as like I said, it was, as a kid, it was easy because there were two companies mm-hmm. and you're not before image and before Harbinger and all, I mean, no, what it was Harbinger, whatever Valiant, the company, Valiant, Valiant, yeah, yeah, yeah. all the, before all that, yeah. there was Marvel and DC and you could get your, you could wrap your head around the fact that, and they were very distinctive styles, which is also the same here because Batman, like the Batman trilogy, which is amazing. The Nolan Batman's. Mm-hmm do have a very distinctly different style than the Avengers do yeah. and Guardians of the Galaxy. Do. It's, it's sure, and, yeah. and it actually, it's more true to the comics. That is like a DC comic, very serious, mm-hmm. not very dark. And the Marvel one's fun and more action packed and whatever. Right. Colorful, yeah. 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 It's, it's, they're, they're very, they, they kind of stuck to their thing. I don't know about the new Batman. I don't, I don't have an opinion, but, um, so, okay. So that's cause I, I'm watching X-Men going, I like this. And then I've realized how many X-Men I've missed. It's much like, it's much like, uh, um, Star Trek, how CBS owns the rights to the TV series. Right. But Paramount owns the rights to the movies, which is weird because now at the end of like watching next generation stuff, doesn't it have a Paramount logo. Isn't it Paramount? Yeah. But it's CBS, but it's CBS. Yes. So, so anything it, tele- will, it will have a Paramount logo if it was produced by Paramount. Right. Because it was on the Paramount lots where they exactly, shot it and everything. Exactly. But it's so, owned by CBS. Owned by CBS. So, so they own the back catalog. They own all of the Star Trek TV series. But all the movies. Is all Paramount. And that's from Star Trek motion picture up. Yes. All the movies. Oh. And uh, even like, I think Bad Robot has a hand now too. They, uh, they have, well, I don't think they own, but they have like a. Uh, like a uh, creative control over anything that's new Star Trek. Okay. So huh. it has to be approved by JJ. Yeah, and, and, and like I said, it, I know this is kind of like nuts and bolts of things. And I, and I apologize, but it's like, yeah, I just, a lot of these kind of questions, you know, you, it's like there was, a, I'm, I'm a meme fanatic. So there was another meme where I had some guy going, you know, I don't know why everybody hates Nickelback, but it's too late for me to ask. So it's kind of like, you know, like, it's like, I don't know why this is all happening like this, but it's kind of too late for me to ask because I should know this crap, but I don't. When CBS and Paramount merged in 2001, I think it was. Right. Then they split and then everything was reshuffled. Okay. Wow. That's how that happened. Okay. So, yeah. So that's when... When people want to like get rights for something for Star Trek, well, it depends on what you're trying to get. If you're trying to get a TV show stuff, you got to go to CBS. Yes. If you're trying to get movie stuff, you got to go to Paramount. So crazy. Ah, but I don't know. Like, I don't know what, what. I don't know who retains the rights for merchandising. I think, I believe it's CBS Corporation that owns the rights to Star Trek okay. licensing. Wow. Whether it be movie or um, it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, Disney owns Marvel. So if Fox makes a movie of the X Men. Uh, Fox gets the money for that movie, right? But if they make toys, Marvel, Marvel, DC, get, Disney gets the movie money. Okay, and and actually, so Disney's in it. That's in a good. You're in a good spot to be. You own the franchise. They own that that series. Mm-hmm. They make a movie that just makes you sell more comics. You sell more toys. You sell yeah. more underwear. Everything, and you didn't have to do anything. It's Fox crazy. did it. Yeah. I was, I've read this thing. Spider Man makes more money in merchandise than all superheroes combined. Oh, he's got to. Like more than Batman, more than Superman, more than I would, the Batman. That's hard to believe because Batman has a lot of merchandise. No, Spider Man kills it, really, because he's he's a young adult and teenage boys. Well, it's weird because I've never owned. A, to that. I'll be honest with you, I have never owned a Spider Man anything other really? than comics. Other than comics, I have a really cool Spider Man. It's it was made when the first movie came out. It's like an eighteen inch Spider Man or six twelve. 12 inch or something like that. Right. But he's fully posable, fingers, toes, everything. Really? It's awesome. I had a lot of Batman stuff. 
Um, and a lot of like Captain America stuff. I've got a lot of stuff, t-shirts and hats and whatever, but I've never, it was a, I've never been the biggest Spider-Man fan. I did like the first two movies mm-hmm. and I didn't see the rest of them, but I'm trying to keep, I'm trying to catch up on all this stuff that I've kind of missed out on. So I watched Interstellar and watched, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy and, um, you know, I want to watch Winter Soldier and I'm, I mean, I'm going to, I want to get back into this because this is all happening right now. Yeah, we cool. talk about a lot of stuff that happened 20, 30 years ago. It's kind of fun to talk about something that's actually happening now, uh-huh. you know, and, and, and the superhero world is happening now. I'm excited to see uh, um, the new Fantastic Four movie because it's directed by Josh Trank, who is going to be directing the next uh, Star, Star Wars uh, um, standalone movie. No, oh, and we all and and we just discussed that we don't know a good director for Mad Director, so it wouldn't yeah. really matter either way. <laughs> well, you should watch the movie Chronicle. If you haven't seen Chronicle, watch Chronicle. Okay, yeah, but it's it, I think it's on HBO actually right now. You should, you can watch it. Okay. Um, the the uh, the other thing, one thing I wanted to mention about Star Wars again was uh, the at the convention I went to the um, that that panel right where they announced the new anthology movie, the Rogue, Rogue One. But I think they're killing it, man. They. They announced the the other series of Star Wars films is going to be called Star Wars Anthology. Oh, which is what I've been saying Star Trek should be doing for years. I know because now with Star Wars Anthology, they'll be able to tell stories in all the different time, eras eras of Star Wars. Oh yeah, they don't. They're, yeah, they're not. They're not locked into <laughs> they're anything. Not locked in. They could literally tell any story they wanted to. Oh, that's smart. I know. Well, they're smart. I know. <laughs> it kills me, man. Well, you know what? It's kind of like you know. This is a inside baseball thing, but you know, we live in Vegas. And certain hotels and hotel chains and casino chains here kill it, and certain ones don't. Mm-hmm. And you could tell the ones that kill it because they're active, they're in it, they're 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 keep they're upkeep, they're they're doing new promotions, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. You could tell other properties are kind of neglected and left alone. They don't do promotions, they don't do slot tournaments, they don't do all the things to bring people in. And I think that's Paramount's problem and CBS's problem is, yeah, in their back pocket on the back burner, they do own the Star Trek thing. And they're kind of rehashing it a little with like, oh, we'll do a new movie, a new series, and that'll make us a few bucks. But they don't really care. Mm-hmm. But when you own Star Wars and you just paid a billion dollars for it or whatever, nine, four, 4.4. Yeah, for, for, for Star Wars, you're going to use that. You're yeah. going to take that's going front burner, like high octane, man. You're going to use that sucker now. It's fun. Disney makes like they make all these films and people say, okay, you know, like cars, I'll use cars as a perfect example. Okay. Cars and planes. People like Cars 2 suck. Cars didn't wasn't very good. Planes, they, I can't believe they made that. But did you know that Cars as a franchise is made? It's made something over four like over four billion dollars in merchandise. Really? Because I, what's funny? Because they sell cars to little boys yep. and planes to little boys, and they sell a shitload. <laughs> really? Well, I tell you, I love Cars and Cars 2. Yeah. I better than both of those is Maynard's Tales. Yeah. That, that just if Maynard's it, Tall Tales. Yeah, yeah. Just watch those. Mm-hmm. Those literally are some of the best animated any things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I mean, they're so good. Planes and stunk. They, 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 they tapped into nostalgia, which we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. because those those were Disney shorts when we were kids. Yeah. You know, they had the, the Cars ones and the, and the Planes ones. Yep. So, and it tapped into nostalgia. So us, us now that we're, you know, parents... We take our kids to go see those because we love those as as when we were kids. Yeah, little they're little like twelve. Disney is 12 minute, super smart. Yeah, twelve minute stories. The only thing I don't this is don't want to talk too much about Disney. The only thing I don't understand about Disney is what's happened in their tween market with all the just the stupid high school like live action TV show oh, stuff. TV that TV is stuff. just literally I. I don't have the words to describe. I do not. <laughs> by the way, if Disney, I don't have enough middle fingers to point at you. 
That is the worst crap. It's the same thing though they were doing back in the sixties too with remember Annette Fidicello and, and But that and, was uh, pretty rare. This stuff's on nonstop. Yeah. I mean it, and it's like it's that was a, in the movies back then. This is on TV. Yeah, and it but it's like there's not enough F's and go F yourself. <laughs> it's marketed to girls though. It's mostly marketed to girls. I know. So you know I know it's not me. Thank for me. God you don't like it because if you liked it, yeah, if, if you know, I was a big iCarly fan, I would be we'd be having some issues. <laughs> um <laughs> the uh but I'm just telling you that stuff is crap. When I when when I back in my day, I used to watch the Wild Kingdom show, and it yeah. was great when they do the live Mutual of Omaha. Oh no, but the, Disney did all the, the nature stuff too, yeah. and they're bringing that back. Do you hear? Yeah, they're doing a whole nature show thing, oh, yeah. and they were great at that. That's great, but that iCarly stuff, shove it up your mouse ass. <laughs> that stuff sucks. It's so bad. Uh, but it, <laughs> but anyway, um, not to get off topic. But um, we've been off topic the whole day. I know. So, yeah, we, we started off topic. So anyway, so this is the, the whole point, though. Disney is killing it because they own their properties, killing it. They own them outright, and they're smart. Except for except for you know the little bumps like X Men, Fantastic Four, okay, which is no, nothing they could do about it because they, they Marvel sold those back in the mid nineties. Well, look, look what they're doing. They they get this for four point whatever billion they get Star Wars. Look what they're doing. They're going to make money on that. They're, they're going to make a buttload of money. They've I think they've stopped all production and everything else. Like just let's just make Star Wars everything because oh, it's yeah. like why not? You're well, gonna, they're going to make many more things as well. Well, the irons are hot because as you just said, as you just pointed out perfectly. We're now the parents, and now our kids are old enough to watch Star Wars that we grew up on. Mm-hmm. The irons are hot right now. Man, get this stuff out there. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so smart. Where Star Trek, it's not that hot of a commodity where they're like, yeah, it it's not a big... sad. I'm just, I want, I want some kind of like, you know control you know like, you know like it needs one thing and i don't know what the one thing is but it needs one thing to get it going and, and we thought it would be the two movies they haven't worked yet there's been some talk about uh um, um summer redstone is like 90 years old or something like that he's the ceo of paramount right and paramount hasn't been doing good because you know you know the cable market's taking a big hit you know mtv is not being watched nickelodeon because everybody's online now right so people are canceling their cable well, subscriptions yeah. and they're not watching these channels so paramount's taking a huge hit so that being said, Paramount's kind of in disarray right now. So you know, we may see something interesting happen with Star Trek in the, in the near future. Look at Daredevil it on may get Netflix. Sold. Daredevil on Netflix. That's yeah. it's killing it. People are loving that. Uh-huh. But that's Star Trek needs one thing to get it going, and I don't know what it is. It could be a badass video game, which it's never had. It could be something to get it going. It could be so much. It could be something little. And it, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna, I'm just grasping at straws, but it could be the fact that uh, Bashir is in Game of Thrones now, and it was only in for like a minute, but he was there. Mm-hmm. Say his character becomes like just this badass character, like you know Brienne or somebody that we just love. Mm-hmm. That was that's literally going to spark people to watch East Space Nine. It really will. She's gonna kill it in Star Wars. Oh, she in it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Brienne? Yeah. Brienne Tarth? Yeah. It's my favorite character of all time. She's gonna she's gonna kill it. No, oh, I just said that we don't even have to talk about the women. I just gave away my favorite my favorite woman character ever is Brienne Tarth. <laughs> um my, literally, I, but I'm not kidding. We will talk about the women thing next week. But um, but my favorite female character that's ever been on any screen ever at any time at any place is Brianna Tarth. She that, is pretty bad. That is the most badass, awesome character that's ever been ever, male or female. She's I can't wait bad. to see her in Star Wars. She's in Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, how cool. Um, the, oh, is she, is she, is she going to be peddling death sticks? I'm not going to say. Did that just make your heart hurt? Just even think about yeah. like combining, like, oh... <laughs> But, oh, <laughs> that's so funny. 
Yeah, so I think you know it's funny. I start maybe CBS if they could do like a, a Star Trek anthology series. I or mean, something. I know they're writing now that Star Wars announced that everybody be like, oh, Star Trek is doing that. Yeah. Star Trek's always been a huge world. Well, always. It, it's kind of like it, it could be a like a. Um, as, as a rebels show, you know, like a star, but do a Star Trek like like we were talking about, like maybe like a a, a computer, a CG kind of a mm-hmm. kids show, something. I'm just I'm grasping at straws. I don't have any real ideas here. I'm just saying, but it needs something to infuse it. And we thought it was going to be Star Trek 09. It wasn't. We thought it was going to be End of Darkness. It wasn't. It might be beyond. It won't be. But it, it's got to be something that's viral that we can't really tangibly predict that all of a sudden now Star Trek is hot because, mm-hmm. oh, my God, um, you know, Olivia Munn's in it. Or I don't I'm just, I'm just trying to make something up. I mean, I don't know anything, you know, that's, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson's going to write it. What? And what? like, OK, now all the nerd. Now, boom, it's big. Something has got to have to happen. Somebody has to take the reins. It needs a big kick in the ass is what it needs well, and, and we like can't figure out what it is paramount uh, if there's some kind of restructuring or paramount summer redstone gives up the reins and and somebody gets a hold of these properties that wants to do something cool with them right that's true would be amazing like so yes yeah, someone who really cared you know and but also has cred you know it can't be will wheaton gets a hold of it because no one's going to care i mean i'm not no no, no, no nothing against will wheaton, i would care i think it'd be- <laughs> but his, his his little tv show didn't even work i mean it, it's it can't be which one? Oh, the one, uh, the talk show. Yeah, like the the, the rip off. Oh, that's suit. that's horrible. Yeah, I got to canceled. Bummer. But, but you know, it's again, it's like it's got to be somebody with it, like like Neil deGrasse Tyson. I'm just throwing his name out there. He just said, "I'm going to write a Star Trek uh, series and let's see what happens." He's got so much cred right now that would be massive, and he's getting. Um, He's Maybe getting, Seth MacFarlane, you know, make an animated. Oh yeah, or Seth MacFarlane, another great one, or the two of them because they did Cosmos together. Those two get together and do a new Star Trek series. Neil deGrasse Tyson and and the guy you just mentioned, family and guy. me, and and they president of Star Trek. They're, they're going to write a Star Trek show that would give it the kick in the ass it needs. It'd be massive, mm. and then it would matter. You know, then it would be like, okay, this is cool. It's on fire. It's fun again, you know, that, 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 but it's like until something like that or something intangible that we can't even wrap our heads around happens. We need more Star Trek. We do because we're really not – even though there's still so much we haven't seen. In fact, I, was, I didn't even get to talk about the topic I still was going to talk about, which was on Facebook today. Someone mentioned if they should watch Voyager before Deep Space Nine or what should, what should they do after Next Generation, which obviously you got to do Deep Space Nine first, be, not because it's better, but because it actually happens first. And you need the whole Maquis story and you need a lot of stuff to happen in Deep Space Nine for Voyager to make any sense at all yeah. because you want to know who the Mar- Maquis are. In fact, mm-hmm. in fact, the first episode of Voyager takes place on Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. So you got to kind of watch because kind of that's what just makes the most sense. Plus, you know, it's better. It's better. <laughs> Even though I, I told Jessica I wouldn't, I wouldn't talk any kind of crap about it. But, but, it, but I'm just saying it, 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 it is better. It, <laughs> but anyway, so we got to wrap it up because it's been we're coming up on the hour. Um, oh yeah, and uh, time flies when when tra- when, 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 when we're ranting. Yeah, uh, traffic and weather's on the on the hour, and uh, we're going to go up to uh, Bill and Chopper Two. He's going to give us the traffic over. Uh, <laughs> Over Starfleet Academy. But anyway, trackcast.com, trackcast at gmail.com for emails that we completely ignored all of this week. Um, Facebook groups, which we kind of ignored, except I finally got to answer that question, um, which is Facebook groups slash trackcast. Yeah. Um, Quark's bartender. Yep. Um, Trek Vegas. That's our Twitter handles. That's right. Um, look us up on Facebook. Look us on Twitter. Look, look for us at uh, uh, Comic Con this week oh, in that's, Las Vegas. Oh, that's right. It's Wizard that's World right. Con. Actually, those will probably post after. Yes, it will. But if you're listening live, now you know. 
Well, there you have it. Another episode in the can. Check us out at TrekCast.com. Also, if you would, please subscribe to us via iTunes. Leave those reviews. Subscribe to us. We'll get some numbers. Get up the list. Get more listeners. Do more shows. Have more fun. But for now, we're all done. So live long and prosper, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.